I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He sums it up really by saying, I never managed to turn it on in winter, but in autumn and spring, I was fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Na, 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 na. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a weekly podcast from Monday Art Magazine that moved Jim Book to, interesting name, to say in his review that he lives vicariously through the print and podcast that are both phenomenal. Oh, lovely. Monday Alley's for the Pez players, the jumpers for goalposters, the headers and volleyers, the cold Tuesday nighters in Stoke. Real content for real fans. Oh, that's pretty good, that. That, that is, is pretty, pretty good. Wow. That is Thank pretty you. good. Jim Book 2 sounds a little bit like I've created an alt, yeah. <laughs> an alt username. <laughs> it wouldn't be called that. We are 4.8 on Apple. <laughs> we are five star on Spotify. You are going home in a fucking ambulance. <laughs> and the numbers do not lie. <laughs> Woo! I am your host, Owen Blackhurst, back Ooh. after a spell on the sidelines ill last week. And although I could say I created a monster and nobody wants to see Owen no more, they want Tommy um chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> I am back and wild-eyed as ever to lead these crazy cats through a night at Dino's Bar and Grill. Let's hope no blood will spill. James, what song's that from, the last bit? I don't know. I don't Seb? No, I don't Tommy? know. Tommy? I, don't nec- know. I wasn't necessarily listening. I was expecting Tommy to be doing I the knew, intro. I knew where they <laughs> Oh, oh well, it'll, never, it'll never be you, will it, you shit <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very if you're listening good. to the first time, I was off this week, last yeah. week. I think I've already said that, but anyone know it? No. I am back and wild-eyed as ever to lead these crazy cats through a night at Dino's Bar and Grill. Let's hope no blood will spill. Kind of sounds like the streets. Guess who just got back today? Yeah. Oh, Finn Lizzie. There you go. Boys Where's are back in town. There you go. Ba-da-ba-da-da-na. I like the Happy Mondays remix of The Boys Are Back In Town. Like they did when they came It was back pretty in, good. It was. It was pretty good. In, when they came back in 98, 99, and they all dressed in Admiral. Now you, Thin Lizzy's a, a fan down the Beverly, isn't she? You, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 go to, you go to away games with. Right then. I, I, <laughs> That's good. I good to be back. It is good it is to be good back. To, Let's finish this with the intro. Back. Good to be back. I'm glad to be here. And Good to have you back. Opposite me, the man who did a marvellous job last week uh, is and is today dressed like a young Gianluca Vialli in a Sampdoria shirt it is producer tommy stewart to my right mundal features editor and all-round good if not overly hard-boiled egg james paul christian <laughs> wearing the red and the black of ac milan and finally the big dog the og the non-league colossus sebastian <laughs> dennis white in napoli blue thank you as ever to classic football shirts for the gear and i am particularly taken with this fiorentina shirt which has opal on it and the lovely badge and yeah, white, oh. purple, a little bit tight and knitted. We are part of the ACAS Creator Network. You are about to witness the strength of street knowledge, and this is reminding you why you love football. Let's bloody so go. You are, he wasn't lying when he said he was back, he's was definitely he? Back. Na, 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 na. <laughs> na, 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 na,
Adventures in Clubland today is Sebastian Dennis White. Where are you going, Seb? I believe, is it Serie A in the mid-80s? Mid-80s, yeah, yeah. No Off way. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are... Hey! Well, I thought as we were wearing these lovely Italian shirts, I could have done um, Lufa Blissett at Milan, as an oh, yeah. club Huge. which we probably should do in the future. Absolutely. Um, Alemau at Napoli, because he's one of the lesser-known South Americans outside of Careca and um, Maradona. But I'm going full Mundial. I'm going full Mundial, and he wore that shirt that Owen's wearing, and yeah. I'm going Socrates at Fiorentina in yes. 1984 to 1985. The Doctor. A season of madness, mayhem, and... A lot of fun, as we will find out now. Take me there. So, for those who don't know, Socrates, of course, the captain, the bearded, um, languid, tall captain of the greatest cult team of them all, probably, um, or certainly up there, the 1982 Brazil team, widely recognised as the most talented team to never win a World Cup, full of musicos and people like that. So, go on then, Seb, take it away. Very quickly, why didn't you do someone in a played for Napoli as soon as you're wearing that because I think the Socrates story is so so good and I've wanted to tell it for a long uh, like I said I wanted to go full Mundial and it, yes who am I to stand in the way of Big Seb yeah. <laughs> you know I like, I'm a maverick um, right tell us a story tell us a story Seb He's did you just say I'm, I'm a, a maverick no I didn't say that <laughs> yes you did right under the breath yeah, yeah. Big, big Seb like Big Farmer <laughs> I'm not a maverick yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a maverick I'm quite late, quite yeah, quite straight down the line you know Quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. You maverick <laughs> renegade. <laughs> right, so you mentioned there he was captain of the Brazil team in 1982. Obviously, probably most famously known club-wise for his um, captaincy and playing for uh, Corinthians. Socrates was growing up in uh, Brazil, which had a military dictatorship. Uh, he was very much of... Um, the hunter! The, yeah, uh, well, exactly that. He was very much on the left, left, left side of politics, always was his whole life. Um, very interested in things outside of football, p- politics, history, philosophy, all those things. It was were important to him as much as it, as football was. And so much so that he was captain of the, the the Corinthians team that basically led very popular movement for democracy in Brazil. And unfortunately, it didn't quite work. as He certainly applied pressure, but it didn't apply enough pressure because the reason he goes to Italy is because he makes a promise that if Brazil embraces democracy, democracy and democratic politics then he'll stay but it doesn't get passed through congress so he is true to his word as he as as he is throughout his whole career and decides he has to leave brazil um a partly protest and and partly because he wanted to go and try and try new surroundings but a bloody labyrinth isn't it brazilian politics oh. and, and and similarly with with south american politics it's very hard from from being you know from being removed from it to yeah, yeah. to keep up and wonder what the fucking hell's going on yeah i mean the pele film covers that in, in really good detail as well the difference in in things earlier on obviously than socrates but so socrates goes to italy he's obviously well respected in italy because of the 82 game and that f- in that, that famous game between Brazil and Italy. He wants to go to Florence because it's the most beautiful city and that's where he wants to live. So typically he's not just choosing it for football reasons, he's choosing it because of the, the, the culture, the history. And why the bloody hell not? Yeah, exactly. Right? If yeah, you're, you're Socrates and have your pick, you can have your pick of clubs, Yeah, go to one where you want to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will say this by, I've read it twice at least and I read it again or certainly the chapter on Fiorentina again, Andrew Downey's brilliant book on Socrates which I would very much recommend but he arrives in Italy. He's as we. He, he's a very different footballer. He ta- he smokes. He's a smoking footballer. Yes. One of his famous quotes around this time was, "I smoke. I drink. I think," <laughs> which probably sums up Socrates so succinctly. Um, he, of course, he plays football as well. But he turns up, and even for the first 
pre-season training session, the doctor says, get on the treadmill, you know, pre-season, we've got to check your numbers and stuff like this, even back then. Socrates lit up a cigarette. The doctor was <laughs> fuming. The doctor's like, you can't do this. And Socrates going, no, no, I'm just warming up my lungs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is very much a joke, though, because Socrates does realise, even Socrates realised that this is a different thing, Italian football. He realises he's got to make some compromises. Um, that said, he finds pre-season a struggle. He faints in some of the right runs, pre-season runs. Wow. Um, he sometimes just doesn't bother. And this all starts the Socrates, the... The, certainly the Maverick, or certainly amongst his teammates anyway. He does get off to a great start, and Fiorentina get off to a great start. He scores a great lob against Atlanta in a 5-0 win, and there's plenty of back heels from the from the man who was known as the Golden Heels, such as his use of mm. heel, heels. But after the initial excitement and, uh, and fun, shall we say, and enjoyment of it, Socrates does get sucked in. And I know we Adventures in Clubland is, a lot, is often about successes and people having a lot of fun on and off the pitch. He certainly has fun off the pitch. He gets, you know... He Not does... all stories have a happy ending. Well, so. no, exactly. But it's still... And it's adventure, and it's very much his adventure. You know, they go to away games, and when they when the players go to the toilet and go, go, maybe go and grab a coffee, as you would do in Italy in the service station, Socrates just stands outside having a fag. <laughs> you know... <laughs> At a petrol station. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, what also happens here is he's joining a Fiorentina team that is split down the middle. Now... There's loads of reports, rumours, that um, one of the players has had relations with one of the other player's wives. Um, it's quite documented. No no one knows exactly who. But Socrates just makes no secret of the fact that the dressing room is split in half. And certainly on one side, you've got Passarella, the hard-nosed Argentine captain who leads all the professionals, you know, the real professional. Shall we say the players that take things ultra seriously? Yeah. yeah. Dan Daniel Passarella was the yeah. man who made refuse to pick Redondo for the Argentinian national team, wasn't he? That was him, yes. It because was he him. wouldn't cut yeah, his hair. Exactly. So that, oh, that gives yeah. you a sense of yeah. the man. World Cup winning captain as well, though, right? Pastorella. Yeah, well, he'd won the world. Yeah, he's won the World Cup. So he's and he's captain at Fiorentina, and he's he's the man. So there's a definite schism in that Fiorentina dressing Ooh. room. Woo! It doesn't. That doesn't help Socrates, a man who who likes to do things as and when, and and you know he doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't help him at all. So he slowly, slowly but surely, even though people like some of his eccentricities, he gets sort of. Removed. The weather gets worse. It's a particularly bad winter. He doesn't like it. He befriends a Brazilian journalist who's in the city, and they basically end up just going out on the piss a lot. This is the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, on the piss a not, lot. Not to glamorise. Uh, no, because yeah. he obviously, unfortunately, you know, his alcoholism eventually did... Catch up with him. Catch up with him for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he was certainly a man who um, enjoyed himself and... Ploughed his own furrow, I would he, say, Seb. He, he did. <laughs> But there were still flashes of, in games and things like that. The fans loved him because there was those flashes. He did have um, one particular time when he was trying to sorry, cheer himself up from the cold weather and not, not particularly going well on the pitch. He hosted a carnival party at his house. <laughs> of course he did. Um, a two-day party. So he invited all the Brazilians that were in Italy at the time in Serie A to come. So the Zicos, your juniors and players like that have turned up for it. Um, now, I didn't know this until, until I read Andrew Downey's book. But in, in Carnival, it's quite a thing to uh, take something that's like poppers. It's called Lanka perfume. 
Oh. It gives you a bit of a giddiness and a bit of a high effect. Well, you couldn't get that in, in Florence. When you say like poppers, yeah, does that... it also make your arsehole more poppers? Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I you can mean... either conf confirm or deny. <laughs> if anyone Brazilian is listening, please do let us know. An, um, an English room odoriser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's called Lanka Perfume. And obviously you can't just pick this up in Florence in 1984. So um, Socrates goes to the local hairdressers. And just gets loads of hairspray and douses tissues in hairspray. What? So everyone who walks in has to sort of inhale this hairspray. Now, the problem is... He's not chloroforming people, is he? Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> Sounds that way. He's, yeah. not, he's not turned heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's letting loose. Let's, let's, let's just say that. Uh, but the problem is, that, and it's famous. there's a famous story, is, is the hairspray is dyed. So loads of people are walking around with dye on their mouths at this party. I mean, I'll be honest, this sounds like the worst party I've never been to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it goes long into the night. And then he had the next day, he, he invites all the Italian players in, along. You know, he's Day two. He's trying, yeah, day two. He's trying to he's trying bridge to, the gap, bridge the bridge gap the a little bit. Yeah. And they all turn up in their suits and ties. And he's like, <laughs> this is a carnival. You know, he's there in his flip-flops, shorts and T-shirts, even though it's whenever it is. It, and dancing away. So do you know what Socrates does? Gets his shears from the garden and starts cutting all their suits up. Hell! <laughs> <laughs> While they're in them. Well, he gets them to take them off and things like this, and just cuts like. And they're going, "No, this is Armani. This is Armani. Stop doing this." Yeah. So it's an adventure for Socrates on the pitch. The season that does peter out for Fiorentina, they get knocked out of Europe, and they do. I think they finish ninth in the end, so not particularly great. Towards the end, Socrates gets injured as well, and he, he by the end he's, he's he's watching second halves with the ultras of a beer in his hand. It's fair to say that the owners of Fiorentina are on the right hand side of the politics, so they never quite took to him as well. So that no didn't way that didn't that didn't that. But the fans are very left, so the fans embraced him because he's of that. So it doesn't go particularly well on the pitch, but he has an adventure off it. Let's just say that. And he's, he's enjoyed it. And he sums it up really by saying, I never managed to turn it on in winter, but in autumn and spring, I was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but Did the team it? was shit. There was a bastard of a war going on, the kind of situation that you never imagined possible. The only mistake I made was to speak a new language too clearly and too honestly. Wow. So wow. it's a whole season of Socrates being fucking Socrates, and for that reason, we love it, and we love this. This I certainly do love this adventure in in Clubland. Great adventures in Clubland, Seb. Quite a while ago, we did something for Fiorentina. We did a newspaper and an, an event for a Lecoq Sportif launch. Viola. Of, of La, La Viola, their kit. We called the newspaper La Viola, and we had some great illustrations by Peter O'Toole and people like that. And, you know, some of us wrote some words for it. And, I, you know, that was originally in the script. But I see, um, I see that's been knocked out, deleted. <laughs> No, which uh, like no, do you know what I I I, 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 I embrace this yeah. new um, power shift. No, there's there was a lot the of, new regime. There was a lot of crossover, and also you bring that you bring that up, and it's good that you bring that up because I I had actually forgotten about that. And if you told me before Mundial, before whatever, before the fanzines, I would one day have the kit launch of an Italian soccer, you know, when I was watching Gazetta and things like that in London. Because the whole team came along. It was amazing. And we did this great, like you said, great paper and, and loads of Fiorentina fans turned up because they were playing a friendly against West Ham, I think. Mm. It was yeah. amazing. Pop-up store, the store in the middle of London. Oh, it was lovely. No, but we got a bit of wedge out of it. Oh, we, and, we, and we got oh, some of the quarter zips and things like Good that. Good work. They, oh, yeah. They were brilliant. Yeah. They were brilliant. I didn't see any of them, funny enough. <laughs> Seb at about seven. 
I've got the Saint Etienne quarters. You are actually, yeah. okay. They're yeah, the Lacoste quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still wear that for for warm yeah, football. Yeah. Um, what I want to say about that because I love all those individual stories, but Socrates for me as someone who obviously never saw him play at the time and. Um, there's just an aura around the man. There's obviously his name, which is incredible. Yeah. There's the way he looks, his brilliant curly hair, the sort yeah. of bandana that he would wear sometimes. And then the stories of him living life in his own way is very different to the way people talk about footballers now. Yeah. Everything's stat-based. It's about what's happening on the pitch. It's about recovery times. And mm. this is the opposite of that. It's almost a fiction character yeah. that someone's created a, a brazilian socialist who's yeah. coming to to florence well I, th yeah. I think you've given him high praise there by saying it was a bandana but it wasn't a bandana it was a very 80s steve foster kids from oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yes, you're right yeah, toweling yeah. headband yeah yeah it's worth pointing out that when he died the fiorentina fans did a whole and it was oh, the, yeah in, it was even that piece it I was wrote, in that actually. great piece no, that owen no. wrote um they yeah they did <laughs> <laughs> They did proper TIFO and, and all that. And he only, and he only played 26 games. 26 games, six goals, no trophies. But that's how revered he was. Yeah, but they recognised it was exactly. he was someone different and there was a connection. And you can you cult it's impossible to know how to become a cult hero. Yeah. It happens by accident. Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a really it can't good happen yeah, by, yeah, it yeah. can't happen by design. It happens it happens by accident because of who you are. And, and I think I think fans always like to see someone who's in, who's true to themselves. Beforehand though, when we were talking about this, you just kept saying, He's just a pound shop Plato to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not even my favourite philosopher. I don't know why he's I don't, I don't know why we've got him on. <laughs> pound shop Plato. For more on cult midfielders with brief one-season adventures and some fantastic stories, um, why don't you go and buy the cult issue of Mundell magazine, which is out now. Um, Ten quid. Go on the website. You get some discounts to loads of good brands, and it's, um, it's, it's really good. And if you don't buy it, you won't be have a podcast to listen to at some point <laughs> because we'll be fucked off. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Where would everyone in this room go to for one season of football, living how you want to live your life? Living how I want to live my life now or then? Up to you. God, I might get the pronunciation wrong. Hammerby or Hamabi in uh, Stockholm because... You're a boring bastard. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Well, yeah. Yeah. In a sense, I don't drink anymore. Yes, the drinking culture's not massive there. But when I did drink, I went to a bar there called Central Bar, which is like it's one of those bars that's just got Union Jacks all across the mm. but then football shirts as well. Sebs, so, I call those bars. Yeah. 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 In the centre of Stockholm. <laughs> but, but we got <laughs> Wherever I go and see a bar like that, we're going down to Sebs for a couple. <laughs> couple. It's, it's called the Metro in the yeah. centre of Stockholm and it does like fry ups and all that. But then it's a Hammerby pub and I got so into this game once when I was very much with the drink that uh, they gave me free shirts and scarves. Yeah. So I think I feel like I owe that club something. Thomas Stewart, left midfield, <laughs> 18 appearances, two goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd go crazy. I'd go to... <laughs> no, no. I'd probably go to somewhere like Japan. Oh, what's crazy about that? Well, Tokyo. Well, God, then you'd be known as Ka you'd be known as Kaiju, yeah. the big centre half. <laughs> no, I, no, I. You know what Kaiju is, don't you? Uh you know what Kaiju is? Manga. No, no, it's the Japanese word for Godzilla, basically. Monster. Oh, okay. Because you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're six foot four. That's how they know you. Got you. 
God, yeah, that's quite good. Actually. King Kaiju, the centre up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd have you smashing out of billboards, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 winning big headers. I would, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, crazy. I mean, I've never. So I don't actually know what it's Seb like. But fucking it looks incredible. Two hundred foot high Seb looming over Shinjuku, <laughs> like those Edgar Davids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> I'm up for it. It sounds great. See, I told you it was a good one. But 3D rendering. I've never been there. And I'd, I've been yeah. fucking stomping through the middle of the city with his big boots on. <laughs> and like Iniesta and players like that and Podolski and Torres. And it looks like a oh, lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Tw- 25, 25 appearances, broken leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet, where are you going? Mm, I don't know. Where are you going? I'm probably being incredibly cliched. And You! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going fucking Naples. I knew it. Fuck off. Yeah. Just for Bastard a year. Period. Live in the Cortier Espanoli for a year. Just have a year of chaos. It would be chaos, though. That's for the thing. Yeah. Whereas I think Cigarettes and espressos. You get stabbed espressos up. Fine. You did too many shots out of the fucking stadium. <laughs> out of the, out of the stadium Come on, James. <laughs> Straight into the sea. Yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah they'd yeah. stab you up. They'd be outside your house, yeah. revving the fucking mopeds. <laughs> you would, yeah, yeah. You'd be able to sleep. Shoot <laughs> properly, El, El Goblino. El Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. I think I'll be a cult hero. Yeah. yeah. It's, it sounds like cult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'm having a... A late career break. Ooh. Where am I going? I'm like 33 now. Yeah. I'm looking to just do some yoga. Oh, yeah? Just, yeah, and just, you know, just, just be anonymous. A bit of sushi, you know. Get a little, like, weird-looking dog. Um, I'm probably I'm probably going to Galaxy. Yeah. 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 That was... on. Yeah. Or another... Um, like, I'd quite like to go to an MLS team and just be anonymous in America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Horse! Did it, did it, did it. Oh, yeah! Black Horse! Na 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 it's hard to argue against that. Though. Once Maybe. served a 15-game ma- ban for telling his manager to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Bombed out of Spain for spitting at a picture of Franco. <laughs> and now playing. about to tear shit up at the Portland Timbers. <laughs> He's oh. away. <laughs> <laughs> Seven fans. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. End up falling out with that fellow with the chainsaw at Portland one night. It just yeah, decapitate yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gone. Us yeah. three behind the goal. Just <laughs> nice to be booed by your own fans. So I'd be celebrating in front of you doing the, th- the thumbs to the name on my shirt. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. My, my former gang following me around <laughs> after, oh after a bloody coup at Spiritland. <laughs> <laughs> Headphones ripped off me. <laughs> Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial Magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. 101 things to do in football before you die. This week, 
James Bird. So my thing to do at football before you die is to have the samosas. Uh, Samosa Saturday from outside the Molyneux. Ooh. Now, Samosa Saturday. Is it only open on Saturdays? Yeah. It's not every Saturday. So oh. Samosa Saturday is run by Manny Singh, who is a big Wolves fan. Um, and he does lots of things for charity. He recently walked to an away game in yeah. London. Um, and one of the things that he does with his whole family is a couple of times a year, he uh, does a thing called Samosa Saturday, which he does for Dementia UK. And him and his family have a stall outside the Molyneux and they give out Samosas for free for a donation that goes towards Dementia UK. Now, if you watch the effort that Manny and his family put into Samosa Saturday, which involves them all in his garden and all in his kitchen at home, putting these Samosas together to hand them outside the Molyneux on a match day, it's brilliant, but you know that that's all nice and it's all good. What they taste like is, is oh, actually yeah. the most important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they are absolutely sensational samosas, delicately spiced, perfectly yeah. fried, crispy on the outside, soft potato and peas on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. not heavy with the oil. Cook- not heavy with the oil. They're cooked perfectly. Right. So in the past, so I think that it started out in lockdown, and they would do it, and they would. Um, Wolves fans could order them and they'd go and hand them out on a Saturday and you'd give your donation on the doorstep. And uh, they're still doing it today. They recently did one at a Wolves women's game. And in the past four years, they've made and handed out 30,000 samosas. Wow. Wow, wow. That's a lot of samosas. That is a lot of samosas. Is that the size of the Molyneux? Yeah, is it? Nearly. Almost. Yeah. 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 If you take away that knowledge. carnival stand in the corner, it's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe that's still there. Um, so, Samosa Saturday, brilliant idea for a really good course, delicious wow. samosas. Um, and I think it this sort of comes from that idea of, of wanting to not just have a burger outside the game. I love burgers, but there's always something more to, to, to go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wolverhampton has brilliant, brilliant um, Asian food mm. so many indian sweet shops around that do incredible pakoras and samosas so mm. there's a lot of those dotted around um near west park near the ground there's also for me which is one of my favorite snacks outside the molyneux is that there's still and it looks like it's from it looks like they've come straight from the black country museum is a man who stands in a long white coat going pork scratchings pork scratchings sound <laughs> yes. a bag pork scratchings i mean i think the last time i had pork scratchings off him they might have gone up to two pounds fifty but they're del- they're fucking in, they... in the royal family uh <laughs> dave asks barbara doesn't need you know what's in them oh i thought um, you meant the royal family yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say prince philip was was um <laughs> quite partial to a bag of pork scratchings <laughs> after some terrible racism of an evening <laughs> yeah. and i think i think i think jim dave and denise all in unison just goes ear rolls Isles and arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, but they are. They can, when they're good, they're good. Oh. Obviously, we went. You know, when we get one with hairs, you just on get it in a, a little paper bag. He'd be stood in the subway, in the subway by the morning. Where is that? Is that like? At first, I thought like a sandwich shop. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. much more dangerous than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the infamous. Wolverhampton Wanderers Subway. It's um, Molyneux's really close to the town centre, but split in the town centre from the stadium is a dual carriageway. Now the subway takes fans underneath said dual carriageway uh. to the stadium, and it's 
mostly famous because Wolves' firm back in the day was called the Subway Army. So what <laughs> what the firm would do is that they'd wait on top of the subway where the road is. And then dish out pork scratchings to the away yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, for the, wait for the away fans to enter the subway and then close them off on both sides. <laughs> yeah, and then do horrible things to their ear, ear rolls. Oh, an asshole. <laughs> Very good, Owen. Very good. Very good. Back Very once good. again, the renegade master. I'd love to watch Seb eat a bag of them. Oh, and, and does all the dust go... From like, across the street, so you didn't know it was... Like, <laughs> the, the salty bits at the bottom. Yeah, so you can... At the, at the end, you just go like that. I would, like a candid camera. <laughs> and Seb tackling first some samosas and then some scratches. Is he on his own? Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're watching on a long lens from across yeah. the street, commenting like Steve Irwin would at like a big iguana or something. <laughs> Fuck that it, hell, be... mate. Oh my god. I mean, he's that putting... sounds like a really good reel to do, doesn't it? He's I'll putting... be honest. Yeah. Oh my god, he's putting it in his mouth. <laughs> Soon to see be seen on him on our Mag Instagram. As the large editor approaches the scratching, <laughs> look how happy he is. Oh man, he's gonna do them all. Oh my oh my god, he's done a lot. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. I mean, I'm game for it. It sounds great. Them and the samosas sound great. Bigger thing here is ex explore around the ground. Yeah. Find find the local food. Yeah, find, I was going to find I'm, what's ever been offered by your vendors. I was going to ask that. So you've told us, and I know you'll have more. Tom, what's the best thing you've ever eaten at at or around football? This doesn't involve like going for a meal in town afterwards. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In fairly close proximity to the ground, it doesn't have to just be outside. And and then same for you, Seb, as well. So when I think about food and football, and this is actually in the ground but I think back to going to the Gay Meadow when I was five or six years old and having the chips from there which were like barely cooked but for some just loads of ketchup loads of salt and vinegar and they came in that that white comb with like yeah. uh, red and blue squiggles on that Ooh. I think a lot of like lower league uh, lower league clubs have the same sort of thing and I just remember having chips at football for the very first time with, with my dad and my brother and I can still taste that now the salt and the vinegar on your finger, yeah. the ketchup around your mouth. Yeah, but and then you... just licking the ketchup off your finger at the, at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just classic. What about you, big dog? Probably the bratwurst and the sausages we had outside Cologne before. Um, immediately we had more than we should have done because the game got abandoned. Um, well, it didn't even start. Um, How many sausages did you have? Oh, God, a lot. <laughs> well, this is the infamous This is the infamous trip with the Indy night uh, the night before, so I'd, I was with drink. But just... And any, and I've also been to pre-season tours with Yeovil and gone to some like random non-league German grounds, and you just cannot go wrong with a bratwurst. You know, a stupidly long bratwurst on a tiny plate. What's the? What about you, Owen? But yeah, there's been plenty. I think the most evocative would be um, there was a family baker's in in Bridge North when I grew up called Witness. They had two shops. Um, I still know some of them. I, well, I still know all of them, but they had like, two shops and they did all sorts of amazing stuff in there, which remind me of my childhood, sugar buns and fruit loaves and blah, blah, blah. But Whitney's sausage rolls were pretty mm. famous. And on a Saturday at um, Crown Meadow, Bridge North Towns Ground, which me and my mate would go and sneak through my back garden to go and watch the town of a Saturday, <laughs> they'd have Whitney's sausage rolls behind the counter. And they were sometimes a day old or whatever, but that even made oh, them yeah. better. And you'd get a yeah. Whitney's yes. sausage roll and a chicken soup. And the rich and the sort of rite of passage was to burn your tongue on the boiling got soup. Yeah. But then the sausage roll would soothe you. So that, I, like, <laughs> yeah. that's probably my fondest, like, recurring memory of food because it was a thing we did every Saturday. We'd managed, we'd get there like ten or eleven, and um, Popey's nan had, had give us the um, 
would give us the sausage rolls and stuff like that. And I also remember having Bovril for the first time and things like that. In the age of footy scrum and things like that, you get found out now if you do crap food. And I think yeah. people get shamed. So most clubs, I was at Horsham the other week and had a burger and it had like it was like a, a bun made that looked like a football and things like this people make an effort and they as they should do because i think football fans have put up with crap food for too long we recently went to austin and austin fc oh fuck me Gee, and, i've got the picture and um, <laughs> all of you know austin fc we might have spoken it on this podcast before but for anyone who hasn't listened mm. only recently founded and very very much founded on number one the fans and number two the local community and local businesses so all of the food available inside the ground is from local businesses whether it's cajun whether it's mexican or whether it's texan barbecue and uh we were invited by austin fc to go and watch a game oh. and we they one of the mexican um barbecue called valentina's tex-mex yeah tex-mex, oh. tex-mex vendors put on a, sp- a spread for us and it was absolutely delicious. Oh, oh God, you know, that God. wins. <laughs> well, the huge butcher's block it's all on was his own. So with the pit master from Valentina's cooked all this for us. We were oh. treated like fucking VIPs. You got big oh, fucking tomahawks up there. You've got brisket there. You've got homemade sausage there and some peppers and stuff like that there. Yeah, that looks incredible. It's yeah. the same at the airport as well, weirdly, in Austin. Um, it's all... Um, there's no chain things wow. in, in the airport. It's all local con- local really? concessions. Yes, yeah. how it should be. Yeah. Well, I you know, you, you know Austin's catchphrase, don't you? Go on. Keep Austin weird, baby. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. Keep yeah. Austin weird. Brilliant. It's Willie Nelson stomping ground, isn't it? He's like the patron saint of Austin. I was about to go. Genuinely, I was about to go. What? Uh, <laughs> keep, keep Austin weird. That's. That's fantastic. A great place full of great people. A great 101 things to do in football before you die as well. Yeah. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundial merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, All Press Espresso, Art of Football and Percival Menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundial newsletter. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I've got stage fright now saying um, welcome to Hollywood after Tommy crooning it last week and trying to cook me. 
Um, so I'll just say... What a word. It's something I've dreamt of for three or four years. <laughs> I'll just say, um, welcome to Hollywood and let this lot have at it. <laughs> you ain't been a Hollywood man. Yeah. Yep, Seb, Seb doing a Western again? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nothing to do with it. Welcome to Valleywood. Oh, you should be in a band. <laughs> Very good. Okay, if this is your first time listening, we have a section called Volleywood. We previously just used to talk about the volley, but to spice things up, to make things a little bit different, to uh, keep on improving the product before you get bored of it and go back to you know your previous big football podcast. <laughs> Um, we've got to change it up. We've got to keep on moving. Can't rely on the celebrity guests. Can't rely on the you know the big organs to be pushing us out there. It's just us four guys in a bloody dream. <laughs> so so we've changed it up and um, we are commentating. Welcome to Filbert Street for Monday Night Football, where Tottenham Hotspur visit Leicester. I'm joined this evening by my co-host Tommy Stewart. How's it going, Tom? It's going well, Owen, and I am looking forward to this match. It's been a great weekend of Premier League football, and hopefully we can top it off with something special tonight. Hopefully we can. We're into the 85th minute of this ding-dong battle. Both teams are going at it, hammer and tongs. Can anyone be victorious? Free kick to Leicester, 35 yards out. Steve Guppy wings it in. Les Ferdinand clears. Who's this coming onto it? Oh, my word! is it? Would you believe it? He has absolutely leathered that and he's running off looking like the kid at Christmas. Is it hit it, Owen? Is it has hit it? Martin O'Neill cannot believe what he's seen. Fox's fans are jubilant. Let's have a look at it again. Sweet baby Jesus and the orphans. <laughs> well, that's just soared into the top corner and Muzzy as it has run away. Oh, my God. Everyone's piling on him. Robbie Savage is there. Martin O'Neill, the backroom staff. Look at the fans. Martin O'Neill sw swaggering up and down the touchline like a dog with two dicks after his. It's put that one into the top corner. Surely that's three points for Leicester. Is it's won it? Is it has won it? Is it? Is it wicked? It is. Do they really like it? They do. We're loving it, loving it, loving it. We are. We're loving it like that. We did. <laughs> Back to the studio. <laughs> really good. Very good. Well done. Very good. What a fucking goal that is. Yeah, oh, yeah. What God. a hit. Do we need to explain to the listener um, it's, that it's a volley from 35 yards hit first time? Well, you just have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a volley from 35 yards hit first time. It's an absolute belter. It's pro yeah. probably goal of the season. Yeah. And if, oh, it, yeah. if it wasn't, it should have been. It's our goal of the season. But... It's... um. Muzzy, well, Muzzy is it under Martin O'Neill in that Leicester team he was fucking brilliant for a few years I got quite a few turkey caps didn't he sir yeah, I well, believe yeah, yeah. This is the, and I, I think it was the 2002 World Cup he played for them didn't he yeah and, and I mean and Heskey then who, who, who scored the first I mean young Heskey well old Heskey but young Heskey at Leicester was a fucking rare breed of football oh. the way that Heskey rolls his defender there is something that you, I would argue, you rarely see centre forwards do as much as you'd like to. Haaland does it. Haaland does it well. Mossy as it had nine turkey caps, yeah, which he, I thought would be a bit more than that, to be honest. But I think he. It yeah. was during that period. It was. Of, wasn't of, it? Uh, 2000 to 2004. You're so. right, though. He was a player. They were an exciting team of, well, in, in a good era. And, and, and Heskey, as, as you know, someone who then watched him a lot when he left oh, Leicester. So 
first couple of seasons at Liverpool, especially his first, I think his first season at Liverpool, he scored 22 goals in all competitions and he was fucking mustard. Then he lost a bit of confidence over the next couple of years and he sort of started to dwindle. But for that first season, he was as good as any striker around. He was... Oh, my God. No, I think Julio had a good effect on him, telling him to shoot from yeah. everywhere. And for whatever, for whatever reason, he just... Um, he never hit those heights again. And the partnership with Owen. It was, was it that sort of um, pinkish Liverpool kit that his first season with the badge down the middle? Yeah. Reebok. It was yes. also tinged with a bit of sadness because him coming in sort of you know precipitated Fowler going down the pecking order because he got injured and fell out with Julian and stuff like that. So... But um, no, he was he was like Emil Ivan Hoheski, great middle oh, name as well. Correct. Well, I think that he he started to become ridiculed, didn't he, Emil Hesky? My memory of him as a sort of ten year old was always that he wasn't just a brilliant finisher. I mean, the finish in this game is absolutely mm. perfect, top corner. He specialised in that screaming daisy cutter finish yeah. as well with both. Yes, feet. he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also thought he was very elegant on the ball, Emil Hesky. Yeah, especially good. when it yeah so when he's smooth younger. on the ball. Yeah. So good, good footwork. Yeah, good so footwork. Quick, yeah. Bo- smooth boxers footwork about him at times. Yeah, very yeah. very precise. Yeah, he was man of the match in the five one performance against Germany. He was. That's he was, was the. Say, yeah. um, he was. And the reason a succession of managers picked him is because how his ability to lead the line, similarly to someone like Drogba, and before I'm not comparing Eski and Drogba, but like you know, it's, but yeah, yeah. but similar as someone that would occupy the centre halves and also his ability to play it first time off either side into letting players buzz around him. Mm. Um, and it gave teams a lot of options. But it was good to see him. It's always good to see Emil Esky in full flight. And I believe he got his 100 Premier League goals, didn't he? So he's, yeah. you know, he's in the 100, 100 goal club, which was fully deserved. Who yeah, did? Yeah. Where did this goal come from? It came from the other, the other week when we put a call out on Twitter. It came from the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Um, Jack and Jordan and, and the other guys there have sent that in for us. And there's actually a bit of subtext behind that whole game. Martin O'Neill is on the verge of going to Leeds that night. And then the local paper had loads of banners saying, don't go, Martin. They end up winning. Martin O'Neill stays and Leicester carry on being really, really quite good. And then they win. Did they win a League Cup after They won the Worthington Cup. Was it that season? I think it was, yeah. It was around that time, yeah. Yeah, cheers. Cheers for that. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, It was my favourite out of a lot of really good submissions. And Emil Heskey now is uh, a coach supporting the England under 18s. Enjoying this podcast but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine? Well, you need the Mundell Gateway drug. Why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on. Ins and outs and outs and ins. Um, you know the drill by now. If you don't, we pick some things that are in, things that are out. Well, they do, and I decide whether or not they're in or out. And occasionally, um, if I can be asked, and this week I will be because I have a very good in, but I'll um, I'll decide whether they stay. Fucking hell. Seems like they did miss me. <laughs> <laughs> They've all had a breakdown. <laughs> Seb. <laughs> Recently, I was dog-sitting and the dog woke up very early in the morning. I just stuck the telly on. Instead of watching football or Sky Sports like I normally do, I had BBC on and there was a repeat of Country File on there. And I tell you what, it was delicious. It was lovely. It was delicious. awesome. It was so sweet and <laughs> like so Like a warm nice. bath. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was a Dame Judi Dent special. Obviously, she's great. Makes you realise... What did how... they have her doing? Like mucking out and stuff no, like that? No, no, they didn't. No, she's a bit old. But they were talking about... Um... She's a bit old. She's a bit old for that, I think. Um, sorry. It just... It 
it reminded me why, why this country. No, but it reminded me why this this country is actually beautiful and can be really lovely. And sometimes you forget about that, and there's loads of rubbish stuff going on. But the actual place, some of the views and the landscapes. You do. Countryfy is a great, great example of that. We're stuff. all yumpers. I. We're all out there. I, I actually. That's true. You are. You are. Yeah. You're a dog. Yeah. I th- I I enjoy Countryfy, especially in the autumn months. Yes. Yeah. In James Bird. Pot the red and screw black with a yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker, loopy, nuts all week. We're all snooker, loopy. <laughs> Snooks. In. in. Snooks in. Tommy. <laughs> James goes to play snooker with his friends in midweek. It always looks very wholesome. Is that why it's in? Yeah. yeah right. It does look, it does look good. Yeah, just um, instead, essentially, doing a thing instead of just going to the pub. Go and watch comedy or, uh, I don't know, knit. Yeah. Or go to the Snooks. Snooks. I love it. I go to Riley's. I'm a member of Riley's in Chorlton. Snooker is so hard, but do you call it Snooks it though? Sometimes. Well, you the should. reason we call it Snooks is because we go you're a bunch of cunts. No, <laughs> it's because we go we go and have a Turkish soup afterwards. So it's Snooks and soups. Oh, that makes it even worse. Does it? Yeah, better. Tommy Stewart, it's you. My in this week is just laughing instead of getting angry at your football team being bad. Um, in. Yeah, because Owen's doing. Her, he's, he's got the violin out. No, no, I'm not feeling sorry for myself. Oh, he's my. fucking giving it he's a good really go is giving well. himself. <laughs> Vanessa May over there. <laughs> the You'd be fucking brilliant. Look at him, he is so good he at it. He would be good at it. The yeah. ballad of Eric Ten Hag. Do you need... Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no Eric no. Blackhurst. <laughs> the ballad of Eric Ten Hag. Anyway, anyway, lo- loads, of, like, loads of people leave the game early. Um, now, my, now the team I watch is shit. Loads of people leave the game and people like kick the seats and get angry. Just just with the people you, you sit with, you're watching it, just laugh at it. Just laugh at it. Just just don't there is don't any... let it ruin your no, day. I agree. Don't yeah. let it ruin your weekend. A second violinist has entered the oh, chat. Oh. <laughs> Seb, get on the double bass. Come on. <laughs> Come on, make it. Get on the double bass. <laughs> make it true. No, double bass, that's it. Nice to see your own podcast mates booing you. Yeah. The ballad of Eric Ten Hag is so good. If it if it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better, I will put it in. Don't be moody with your loved ones after. My in this week. Coming back. Is the just made me laugh a lot. The ballad of Eric Ten Hag. That's the title. By Owen Andre Blackhurst. The Russian violinist. Yeah, in it, my in this week. Um, if if anyone follows me on Instagram, they may have seen a, a picture of me. I've opened up my account now; it's not private anymore. Ooh. They've bloody come rolling in. I tell you, I had quite a few. The in the, I had quite a, no, no, the the the, <laughs> the, the follows. I had quite a few in the waiting room. Did you? Did you? Yeah, there's a couple in there. I think be, might be trying to take my money under pretenses of. Um, <laughs> let's say you know. Well, there's some some bots with bits. Oh, oh bots with bits. Yeah. yeah, they've seen them before on after pictures. A lot of it about. <laughs> Yes, anyway. <laughs> Who can blame them? Um, <laughs> pe- people would have seen it, it but um, since the last episode, um, me and a Mundial delegation, uh, Dan and Alex, we went over to see Puma about a, 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 a collaboration we're going to be doing um, over a long period of time. It won't be seen for a while because of the way sportswear manufacturers lead times works and stuff like that. But it was a very inspiring trip. Went to Puma HQ in Herzo, but while we were there, we got to go into the Puma archive and... <sighs> You know, just walking around a room and just going, oh, that box. And it'd say, Tony Yeboah, brackets, match worn. And just picking up, taking a box off the shelf, beautifully catalogued, opening the top. 
and there be Antonio Boa's match-worn boots from an Eintracht Frankfurt game. Or, or there was some Akacha boots and there was, obviously there was, you know, then you, you know who wore Puma Kings over the years. And then, um, so there's a guy called Helmut. Ding, ling, 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 ling. The law. The Maradona, Maradona's law. Maradona's law. Ah, yes. Well, <laughs> the, the guy who took us around the archive is Helmut, who is now the archivist at Puma, but who is known as Mr. Puma, the OG. And oh. at Puma HQ, there's a bridge, which is basically testament to his collection. He's got about 7,000 Puma items, all told. And he's worked for the company for wow. uh, as long as I've been alive, 45 years, 1978. And Fuck. Um, one of his first things he did, he was, um, you know, helped sign Maradona, I believe, or he was... He was ding, ding, ding. Yeah, there we go, Maradona is in. And anyway, I said to him when we were down in the archive after he'd give us the tour of his bridge and told us about how he knew the Dassler family and there's pictures of him with, with Jay-Z, with signed trainers and things yeah, like that. Yeah. From, went down to the archive and Sounds wonderful. And I said, is there any um, Diego match-worn ones down here? I mean, we were looking at fucking vintage catalogues and stuff like that. It was, I, it was incredible. I could have spent a day on each aisle. I mean, it was yeah, yeah. sort of overwhelming because you start taking stuff off and there's like your Savio boots with dirt still on them from fucking yeah, 60 yeah. years ago. And wow. Like, I said to him, is there any Maradona match-worn boots? And he was like, no, they're not down here. Uh, well, he said in, in German to the fellow. And anyway, we were sat back up in a meeting room later on and he just come walking to the room <laughs> and went, here you go. And he put down Maradona's 86 match-worn boot and went, there you go. And then he put Pele's down and um, I said, I've got beef with Pele, but he didn't understand me. And then I put down... Uh, <laughs> And then I put something about a queue. And then he put down Lothar <laughs> Mateus's um, boot from um, when Inter won the title in 1991. Oh yeah, wow! And um, th there was a, a one of Eusebio's original uh, Puma, <laughs> Wem Puma Wembleys as well, which became the king. But it was just to sit there holding Maradona's boot was the first time for a while that I felt like electrified, but by what I do. Anyway, um, like, of course it's in. It's, in. it's the Puma archive, but it was it was it was it, it was genuinely inspirational and quite life affirming and. Um, yeah, and validation of a of, of a long time doing Monday Al and, and yeah, it was good. Good. I oh, suppose yeah. that has to go in it. Like, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. Up the Puma archive or, or snooker on Green Lane. <laughs> Outs. Me. Seb. Yeah. Uh, the price of gig tickets. Boom. Don't get me wrong. I knew they were going to be expensive, but I didn't think they were going to be quite expensive when I uh, when I was on Ticketmaster. I bought them. I was getting tickets for Olivia Rodrigo next year. Just Olivia. Are you going to? You're a big fan, Olivia. Well, my daughter's a yeah. huge uh, fan, and so I got tickets for her. But let's just say, there, yeah, there. I was expecting. I was, to be right, I was genuinely like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'll, I'll buy tickets for football and not even blink, you know. But but when someone else wants something, you have you really scrutinize. <laughs> no, I just said. What? Two hundred eighty quid each. Put that fucking seat. What? How much? Two hundred eighty quid each. Where is it? It's, it is in the in the VIP pit. Bethlehem. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Two hundred VIP. Yeah, How? that's face value. It was one hundred and seventy quid to what be set up set up the in the gods. So you thought you'd add an extra hundred and ten? Well, I thought why not? Yeah, two hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah. For two, is Rebecca going as well? No, it's just me and Ava. No, I'm with you. I, I couldn't get three. I could only get two. So why are you going? Because I, 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 I really yeah, I think she, I think she's very good. I think it, she went to Harry Styles, and I, I, I think I think it's my turn. <laughs> You'd and Ava wants me to Rodrigo go. Than style. Ava wants me to go. Two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, yeah. five hundred and sixty plus a yes. booking fee. I'd imagine. No, yeah, exactly. My first Glastonbury was cheap. I know. I know. Anyway, thirteen. Jesus. It does. I expected it to be expensive. Hundred, hundred and fifty quid, maybe. But I, I don't think Owen's putting this out. He's having a. No, it's a nice thing. I he's don't having get a good hard think about it. I mean, I think it's too much. 
and I'm going to put yeah. it in out. But like, and I, you know, I don't. I think it's mental. But I was just thinking of the reasoning behind it. And I suppose, yeah, you know, people don't sell as many records anymore. You know, they don't get paid. Yeah, live is where all the money's at. Yeah, and if fucking some fucking idiot fucking Godzilla from fucking Ham <laughs> is prepared to pay it, well, out, James Bird. Um, five aside with walls, a cage wall. I, th- I think it's dangerous. I also think that the fact that the ball never goes out of play means that you never get five seconds, ten seconds breather, reset. It's just chaos. It's just another thing, really, with you moaning about getting older and not being able to cope with the pace of play. <laughs> you just need to find a nice dad's game, mate. I mean, yeah. I'll put... I, you, you know, I don't. That's them. A-cast. In. <laughs> that is not out. <sighs> Tommy. Well, talking of getting old, bad backs. Tommy's got Goose Shaggers back. No. <sighs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Goose's back. I've got... <laughs> he's, put, he's, he's been hammering the dating apps and he's turned up with a bad back. <laughs> I told you, I deleted the apps. I deleted the apps. It's all just... Yeah, uh... since then you told me you re- re-up them. Anyway. <laughs> I deleted them again. Yeah, yeah. It's a, pre- it's sir, a cyclical... Is, sir, I must say this is an extreme case of Goose's back. <laughs> I haven't seen one this bad for a while. <laughs> he did send me a picture of him editing last week's episode. He was flat on his back. Oh, I've been like, fucked. Yeah, was, yeah, it did, yeah, it did look fucked. painful. It's just age. It's just age. Mate. It's not though um, that you can. Be, you need to do some. You need to be proactive rather than reactive in in dealing with this now. I yes, I think you're right. I, I mean, I right. think it's probably because I played football for the first time in a year, and, and I played very hard yourself around. Yeah, no, absolutely. But as someone who's had back and my neck's killing now like I've got quite a bad um, degenerative neck thing that I have to try and manage as best as possible but with your back you've got to be preventative man you can't because if you just keep trying to react all the time it'll catch up with you so yeah, yeah. you're fucked you're, you're, no, no, you're a bad I'm, back waiting to happen I'm like yeah why why is hunched over like this like Godzilla quite often when you walk into Seb's house you can just see his back hunched over the hunchback of Notre Dame so, oh, I'm, oh. Just, I'm just reading I'm in the fucking lap again oh, uh, God. no not that I wasn't <laughs> what, 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 what's your back <laughs> bad backs I haven't had a bad back they're out there was yeah thanks bad. mate I'm out I don't really have an out good nothing I can talk about <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can talk about on air okay then that's probably leave best it, that we leave it <laughs> ah yeah ah uh. Just look, he's looked at me and said that. Oh no, what have I done? Now we move on. Now we move on to liars. <laughs> Busy little bees. Being um being bounced off the episode description for last week's episode, even though I wasn't here. Not even a not even a little no, I, not I, even a little RIP. Just like like I'd never well, I didn't want people to think that not like something I'd never happened to him. Yeah. Oh, God. That two was... two weeks ago I was being called Owen and the Gang. <laughs> Last week, it's just the gang. Off the, yeah, off the it's episode. It's a brutal game, the podcasting game. It is <laughs> fucking hell. Na 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 na. But this has been reminding you why you love football. We are Mundial. We have a new issue out at the moment, which we'd love you to buy. It's um, a distillation of all the best stuff. There's some. There's some fun in there. Some. Some. Some good words, some great designs, some beautiful pictures, some other lovely stories. We need you to keep on buying the mag and, and tell your friends about it. It'd be hugely appreciated. And we've recorded this on location at Spiritland, where we love lovely coffee, great toast, good vibes all round, um, great engineers as ever. 
and um, we are part of the ACAST Creator Network and you have just witnessed the strength of street knowledge <laughs> and um, joining me today have been Sebastian Dennis White James Paul Christian Bird and Tommy I don't know his middle name but let's Andrew. just settle on Goosa Andrew, Andrew. Stewart Tommy Andrew Goosa Stewart <laughs> that's my full title <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. Thanks very much. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White. Hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst. And recorded on the run. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.